for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What is going on, everybody? Today is Tuesday, July 19, 2022, and today's podcast is all about Helix Broadheads. Welcome to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and today's episode is number 227, and it's all about Helix Broadheads. Getting a lot of uh, a lot of feedback and a lot of questions about this broadhead, so um, it's been in the been in the works to try to get this thing recorded, and uh, finally, Bryant and I could get uh, on the same wavelength and. We're doing it. Today, we're talking Helix Broadheads. We're getting down and dirty about it, but also talking about some hunting stories, blood trails, arrow flight, tunability, all that stuff. We're covering it today. So um, I did go to social media before I did this podcast and ask for some questions. So we do hit some social media questions, listener questions and everything, um, some good questions. And uh, I'm excited about this one. But before we do get into it, I got a couple reads here. I just got word that they're kicking off their annual Velvet Fest campaign. There you talk about, or I say, it's Exodus Trail Camps. They are kicking off their hashtag Velvet Fest campaign. If you're not familiar with the Velvet Fest, it's the official start to deer season, and Exodus helps get the ball rolling for everyone's summer scouting. I know when Velvet Fest hits, it means that it's time for me to get my cameras out, get them deployed, get those mock scrapes ready, get inventory. That's what I'm doing right now. I've literally in the last, well, before this podcast, like in the last, mm, I'd say seven days, I've put out six cameras and uh, they are already sending me pictures and I am super pumped about that. So from July 15th to August 19th, they'll have awesome prizes 
four people who use the hashtag VelvetFest on social media showing their whitetail adventures. Also, if you're not in the market for a trail camera, hashtag VelvetFest will be the perfect opportunity for you to get ready for the season. Exodus will be sending out exclusive savings through their email newsletter throughout the campaign. If you're not signed up for the, e- the email newsletter, go to exodusoutdoorgear.com and sign up for that because that's where everything drops first. So do that. But to get things started, save 20% on any multiple Exodus renders or any render bundle for the first 100 orders. Use the code VELVETFEST to lock in these awesome summer savings. Every single camera ordered comes with a random prize card. I've been told it includes some huge deals. So go get that stuff ordered. Over the last seven years, Exodus has consistently shown they build quality gear that flat out works. And of course, the best trail cam warranty, period. Bar none. In my opinion, there's nobody else out there. Every single camera is backed by five-year warranty and even comes with theft and damage coverage. Yes, five years, literally half a decade, you'll be covered by the Exodus five-year warranty. But more than likely, you won't need it because these things are built like a brick shit house, and they work awesome. I have yet to have anything fail on me in the last almost two years now on my renders. I absolutely love them. So be sure to take part in the hashtag VelvetFest celebration. Be sure to tag your social channels and tag hashtag VelvetFest to be linked in and get those prizes. Get your cameras. Get them out right now, too. We're in the middle of July. Get them out. Next, Helix Broadheads. Boy, I got a code for you. Everybody's asking it, asking for it. Fall HX10 for Helix Broadheads. Now, go to their website, check them out, figure out which one they, which one you want. I'm shooting the 125s, um, but you can shoot whatever. They offer a lot of broadheads, and we dive into that today. Use Fall HX10 for Helix Broadheads. Go to their website um, or check them out at any local dealer that might have them. Use the code. It won't work at a dealer, but you'll it'll work online. So do that. Next is Vector Custom Arrows. I got a code for them as well. Fall 10 for arrows. These guys are dropping the HMR2s just about every Friday right now. So be on the lookout for those. Um, I have been answering some questions the last two weeks about these arrows. People are asking me what I'm running. For this bow season, I am running the HMRs um, with a 125 Helix on the front. And my total arrow weight is 590 grains. I'm shooting 65 pounds. I got a 28-inch draw. And uh, so far in the yard, they're flying like darts. I love them, and I'm locked in with those this year. So go to VectorCustomShop.com and check them out. Last but certainly not least, Latitude Tree Saddles. I have a code for you. This ends July 31st, 2022, so it's soon. Use the Fall Podcast to unlock 25% off on all accessories on classic two saddles, which would be the single panel, and any saddle kits, starter kits. So 25% off on all that. Use it up. It's the fall podcast, all one word. So use that, uh, you know, help out Latitude, help out me as well. Those guys are making a splash and and uh, I cannot wait to get in one in the timber. So yeah. Oh, lastly, giveaway. I want to talk about this. I am doing a Helix Broadhead giveaway starting today. All you got to do is go to the Fall Podcast YouTube channel, okay? There is a video on there of a Helix Broadhead review I did. If you have not subscribed to the channel, subscribe, okay? You got to do that. And you also got to go to that video and comment on that Helix Broadhead review video 
All you need to comment is say giveaway and then write in there what heads you would want. If it's like a 125 or a 175 or a 200, comment in there. I think uh, I haven't. we're going to run it for a couple weeks, um, probably till at least the end of July. So get in there and do it now. Like I said, go to YouTube channel, The Fall Podcast, subscribe if you haven't already, and then go to that video, comment giveaway, and then what broadhead you want. And I'll pick a random winner when uh, the time comes. So go do that. Help a brother out. Get yourself some heads. You're not going to be disappointed. So with that being said, let's get to this interview with Bryant. Thank you guys very much. Don't forget to get your cameras out. Start shooting your bow. Keep shooting your bow if you are. And uh, yeah, thanks guys. And here's this interview. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Fall Podcast. And uh, third time's the charm. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock on wood right now. Third time is hopefully the charm. I'm, I'm gonna give you a little backstory on this first, but on the other line is Bryant Lyon from Helix Broadheads. Bryant. <laughs> Thanks for coming on again, man. <laughs> What's happening, buddy? This, is, this has just been a blast. Oh, I, you know, I don't yeah. know what it is. It's for some reason I don't like the omen that I feel like this is coming across as because I, I've had really good luck with ABB and our relationship and Helix and our relationship, and now I feel like this is a little bit of a bad omen of like what the hell's going on, don't you? We've we've hit some bumps on this one. It's like the universe is saying we can't get the secret out about Helix Broadheads. I better make sure I hit record real quick. It, it is recording, so we are good there. <laughs> is, is there a tape? In, is there a tape in the player? Yeah. <laughs> is, there a, is there an SD card in there? No. So to kind of get everybody up to speed, so this this has been going on for probably two weeks. So let's go back to the initial. About two weeks ago. You and I sat down to record, and it was a Zoom call. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was a Zoom call, and when I was recording it, the audio, your audio sounded fine. Like, it wasn't, you know, anything terrible, nothing like that. Like, it's just tough doing a phone call. Like, it's really, I try to really make it sound good. Um, when I got it back in, like, post in Adobe Audition to kind of put the intro in and, and outro and everything... I'm like, man, I just, it, it didn't sound great. It sounded like you were way down a hallway. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I can't put that out. And, you know, I tried to pride myself on good audio all around. And so I hit you back up. Thank God it was you because you and I know each other really well. And I knew you really wouldn't be bitching about it or anything like that. But I was like, hey, man, do you care if we record that again? You're like, no problem. Let's do it again. So we didn't do a Zoom call. We did what we're doing now, which is I usually do a FaceTime audio call with everybody because that, in a, as a phone call, sounds way better. Um, so we record, and it goes over awesome. Audio sounds great. I mean, I'm pumped about this. And mind you, the the initial podcast that we did was supposed to run the week after we did that. But if everybody goes back... I actually had to push out, uh, I re-uploaded my buck story from Michigan from last year. That was why I repackaged that basically because it got down to the 11th hour and I'm like, well, shit, I, you know, and still, I mean, it went over great. Everybody loves that story and it downloaded a lot and, you know, but I didn't really want to do that. But anyway, you and I record again. Sounds great. Yeah, everything's good. We're going to run it. Well, a couple days, this is all my fault. A couple days after <laughs> we record, uh, 
I was heading out to go to some public land and I was going to um, put out a whole bunch of cameras. I had like seven cameras I wanted to put out and everything. So I have all these, I mean, literally, if you look at my desk, I have SD cards everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And uh, yeah, you guessed her. I picked up that card not knowing it, didn't transfer the files onto my hard drive. And I get ready, like, what was it, yesterday, the day before, I'm like, I'm going to get this podcast ready. I got the intros and everything and outros ready to go. Can't find the audio. And I'm like, shit. What am I? And I'm trying to rack my brain, like, what happened? What happened? Well, this card with your audio is on a piece of public land that is over an hour and a half drive from my house. And that's where the audio sits. <laughs> yep, yep. So it's, yeah, it's like a couple of rookies trying to like figure this whole podcast thing out. It's like I haven't podcasted going on year six now, and did over two hundred and some episodes. <laughs> it's just like, it's, come yeah, we're on. just. I don't know. I don't know what it's like. If you can't call it the June swoon or anything like that either, this is yeah. I'll tell so, you, it's, I, I've got to talk to you three times, though. This makes a third time in a couple of weeks, which is always something. It's always great to talk with you. However, I will let everybody know this. We'll probably have the same conversation. Three. This will be the third <laughs> conversation. It's the same exact conversation. So oh. I, hope that I, I hope that on my end, I am able to give this enough uh, effort and gumption that sounds yeah. like the first two takes. So let's we're gonna put it to the test. Yeah, we gotta act like we've never talked about it before or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. The good no, thing that, is this is my job, so I'm professionally trained in being well versed of, of what we're talking about here. So. Right, right. Well, and to I did try to tweak the audio on the first first take that we did, but uh yeah, that that, that didn't work out so well. It's still I, I called you and I was like, Hey man, I, I mean I'm gonna I'm thinking about putting this out, and I'm like, you listen to it, and you're like, nope, absolutely not. It sounds terrible. Don't want to do it. And I'm like, right. And I'm like, yep, you're probably right. Let's let's redo this. So here we are. It is 9:20, um, and we're getting ready to record a quick one. <laughs> yep, it, it, exactly. So, oh. like you said, it. I I I didn't want to be the guy that was like having everybody hear me talking through like that echoey chamber that is my office because that's where we did that first one and, mm-hmm. and with the wrong with not the right equipment yeah it could it could be pretty pretty rough yeah you need to get uh helix or abb to buy you like a mic you know you can get them pretty cheap but for podcasts that you could do you know what i mean mm-hmm. i know a couple guys that have done a couple podcasts and they're kind of regulars and they they'll go out and buy just like a 50 to 100 dollar mic that they you know every time that uh you know podcast hosts ask them to record they'll just uh, use that mic and it sounds way better. So, Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there soon. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, let's get into this a little bit. Today's podcast is all about Helix Broadheads, but I do like in the intro that just ran, I do want to preempt that um, we are starting the giveaway today. Um, and the giveaway is you have to go to the fall podcast YouTube channel and you got to find the Helix Broadheads youtube video on there i did i did a review on the helix broadheads i will keep i will put a a link in the description to that video click that okay and uh on that video you need to comment giveaway and and tell me what broadheads what grain broadhead you'd want like what one and i'm going to do a random selection and you have to subscribe to the channel as well if you haven't subscribed to the channel subscribe 
um, and then go in there, comment on that video, and I'm going to do a random uh, selection on it'd be basically on August 1st so that the at midnight on July 31st the the giveaway is going to be over and uh I'll do a random selection on August 1st I will announce that and then um yeah we'll get out the winner whoever wins uh you're gonna get we talked about doing a t-shirt right Bryant t-shirt yep. whatever heads that you select that grain you want and everything and you will get a sharpener as well. So we're gonna hook somebody up, man. We're gonna hook somebody up with some uh, with a pretty sweet little little helix package. I'm excited to get this out to somebody for sure, man. I'm I am too. So go in there and do that. Go to the Fall Podcast YouTube channel. Subscribe if you haven't to the channel. Go to the Helix Broadhead Broadhead Review, and uh, on that, just say giveaway, and then tell me what uh, grains you want. And uh, if you want to write anything else in there, go right ahead but do that. So that, and I can't thank you and, and Jerry and, and everybody over there enough for, you know, doing a giveaway and, and everything like that. And, you know, everything you guys have done for me. So I'm going to get that out here right now. And just, you know, you guys are second to none. Customer service is awesome. The products are even better. Um, yeah. So I, I can't thank you guys enough. No, man, we're, we're happy to, to be partnered up. It's been a, a good relationship for quite some time. And, you were one of the guys when we acquired Helix, it was on the, the ground floor with us. So, um, you know, it's just, we're going to ride this wave and, and try to get in this market. So we appreciate all you're doing for us. Yeah, for sure, man. Likewise. So let's get, you talk about the ground floor. Let's get on the ground floor here. Let's talk about where Helix came from, where it was created and how you guys acquired Helix. Let's, let's get into that. So start, um, you know, with Tim Strickland and, and how Helix was born. Yeah, so uh, again, Tim Strickland was the one who created Helix Broadheads. He came up with the design. Um, he, he was the, basically the man behind the, the, the broadhead to start. Um, so he, you know, just like everybody, that he's, he's a bow hunter. He, he loves bow hunting. Um, and he, he developed this product based off of a real-world situation that he encountered that he thought he could make better, um, you know, out on a, on a big elk hunt out west. And, and he hit that elk, you know, right on the money with a different head. Uh, and he, he lost that animal, unfortunately, you know, with every effort to try to, you know, find that animal, he, he was not ever able to, to recover it. Um, just because of this, that, that broadhead not being able to do the job that we needed to do. And that's create devastation and um, to, to get a clean and, and uh, ethical harvest. So, so he did, he went to the drawing board on, on the broadheads and, came up with, uh, what, you know, what we're shooting now, these little, these little fighter jets. So he, he started the company and after so many years, uh, you know, building that up and, and it's, it's had its, its market there of, of, uh, customers. And so, uh, last summer, or I should say actually a little before last summer, we were actually looking to acquire or, or develop a different product, something to kind of keep us, um, busier in our off season, I should say. Um, in the custom bow stri- custom bowstring side of things, um, our busy season is right now. Basically, we're looking anywhere from middle of June all the way out to October. So we're very busy on that end. But we need we need something to kind of help us keep pushing along through those slower months uh, when it, when it's not you know getting ready for string season and bow hunting. So uh, just kind of going through the grapevine through some mutual friends. You know, Jerry had. Uh, learned about Helix and talked to Tim and got some product and tested it out and was like, Hey, 
there's a couple things that when it comes to, you know, what we're looking for, uh, it's got to work. It's got to be effective. It's, you know, and it's, it's got to believe what we can be is, is best in class. So, uh, that's what we set out when acquiring Helix. Everything went through. We got the company. We brought everything in-house uh, this past fall. And really, we're coming up on a, our, our year anniversary of, of, of uh, you know acquiring Helix. So it's been a heck of a ride so far. And, and that's kind of the gist of, of the starting of it from, from where Tim is. And Tim is still in a consulting role with us. It's not like we purchased the company and just uh, you know kind of pushed him to the side. We want to learn from him. This guy made the broadhead and uh, we bounce things off of him. We've had him go to the ATA show at this last year. So uh, he, he's very much still part of the company in a, in a smaller role. Uh, but we wanted to make sure to, to keep him on board and, and consult with him on a lot of things. That's really cool. And, and you know, to keep to keep him in the loop and everything and, and to kind of use him as a springboard or anything like that for info or, you know, even maybe design or anything you guys have on the books like is it's pretty neat, and it says a lot about you guys because it's not like you pushed him aside and was like, "Hey, we're gonna take this that you've created and make it way better than you." I mean, you're you're keeping him on board, I'm sure in a in a in a pretty big, um, you know, in a pretty big spot to to lean on, you know, because he he designed this for a reason, and the, and we're gonna get into the 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 style the shape of it and everything and there's a reason why it looks the way it looks so like that's cool that you kept him bored and and uh you know leaning on him so i really like that as well yeah because i mean again he knows the broadhead so it was good to keep him there and in this role and we're learning everything as we go and we have a great team at uh at the at the headquarters there here in walnut creek ohio that's learned a lot as far as the machining and uh, everything along along those lines uh, so we're, we've learned a lot over this last year, uh, but for sure, I mean, Helix wouldn't be Helix without Tim. For sure. And, you know, I want to ask you a personal question about, because you answer a lot of the phones, you and, you and, uh, Tim, not, uh, not Tim Strickland. Strickland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys the have legend, Tim. The, Yeah. The, the legend, <laughs> Tim Hostetler. He yeah. Is, yeah he, you know, and then, uh, as well as Brooke Hughes, if anybody's listening to this, sometimes you'll get Brooke. Yeah, uh, Brooks another gal who answers the phones, but yeah, what do we got? Shoot. Yeah, so so you answer the phones a lot, and you get ABB questions, you get Helix questions, and everything. What is what is one of those questions that you get a lot from Helix? It could be anything, but like, what is a reoccurring thing? You know, is it as far as like feedback? Maybe like, what are some feedback from from hunters and and outdoorsmen and women that have have tried the head and have like really you know probably called and was like this thing does X awesome or this thing, I killed my biggest deer. Like, do you get any of that? And if so, like, what is it? Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's kind of along the place, but what I've run into the most, I, I think the couple big questions, one of the biggest questions we get is, uh, you know, how does it fly? Uh, that between how does it fly? You know, am I going to get a good blood trail? Uh, we've got reviews from people who, who had never shot uh, a Helix before or, you know, it might even be their first time using a solid single bevel style broadhead. And so, you know, they'll, we've had people that have had successful harvests and they're like, you guys have something that it, it has the potential to be great. Like it really has the potential to be great and not that many people may know about it. So how do we get that out there and, and, and blow that up to everybody? But as far as the big questions, it's going to be, how does it fly? 
And then, Hey, what kind of blood trails am I going to get? Like, you know, how, how does it compare to my field points? Like this, they're very general questions, but I mean, I can't say enough. That's, those are the biggest questions that I hear on a daily when it comes to the broadhead. Yeah. And you know, that is one thing. Let's get into how it flies a little bit, because that is something when you approached me last summer to shoot this thing, um, something I was a little skeptical about because I've tried to shoot, you know, fixed blades in the past. And, um, I've come since 2000 and roughly around 10, I've shot mechanical broadheads, uh, you know, since then. So I was always, you know, toying around with fixed blades throughout the years. And I just could never get a fixed blade to fly. And it was me being basically ignorant to the fact of like, you know, I always thought like to tune your bow to a fixed blade, it was something I didn't want to do it was extra work that I felt like you didn't have to do. If I can just put a, you know, a, a mechanical on and it flies like a dart, you know what I mean? So it was like one of those things is like, ah, nope, I'm throwing it away. I'm not going to use that because <laughs> it wouldn't fly like my field point. And I, I want to, this is coming from me. I want to personally address the field point accuracy title that a lot of these fixed blades get. Um, now I feel like there is, I feel like it's a little false. You know what I mean? Um, not to say you can't put on a fixed blade or a helix or something like that and it fly like a field point. Cause I know a lot of people have, I will say if your bow is tuned, right, they should fly flawlessly. When I shot these the first time, my bow was not tuned right. And I was hitting two to three inches left. I was good up and down. And I went back to the drawn board. And the first thing I, you know, a lot of times I hear guys, shooters, hunters, and everything, they're going to immediately point at the broadhead. Like, it's that. It's it's a fixed blade. It's back to what I was trying to do. And it's not going to work. Well, I called Jerry Mullet, your guys' owner. And I want to say Jerry Mullet has a big brain. The dude knows archery, knows how to tune bows, works on bows, is an unbelievable archer, um, and just knows a ton about archery. So I said, Jerry, I'm having an issue. These things are hitting a little bit to the left, good up and down. He said, Aaron, take your rest, move it ever so slightly to the right, about 30 seconds to an inch, and you're going to start seeing those heads come together. I've told this story before, but I want to, I feel like I need to reiterate it a little bit here. And this kind of goes to a tuning question that social media put out that they wanted to know as well. So I started moving that rest to the right ever so slightly. And what you'll see is you'll see your field points move a little bit, but you'll see your broadheads move a lot. And eventually they'll move and they'll get perfect right next to each other. I moved that 30 seconds of an inch. That's all mine needed. And I was shooting darts. And ever since, I mean, I've never shot them over 60 because I never had to, but I've shot them up to 60 and I'm not just blowing smoke here. These effers fly unbelievable. They fly really well. And to me, like when you shoot your bow, there's a sound that your bow and the arrow makes. And it's just like, boom, you know, it's just like, it sounds so good. It sounds like if everything's in tune and everything's perfect, that's how my bow and my setup sounds. Um, I don't know. You've been messing around with them a little bit as well. What's been your experience with them? Yeah. I mean, very much to reiterate what you had said is you're not going to, in very rare situations, you're not going to be able to take an untuned bow and, and your arrows and slap these broadheads on, and you're going to be pinpoint right off the bat. 
Um, I firmly agree. And I mean, you got to have a tuned bow. Let's start there. Uh, your, your form, I mean, just even your basic shooting form, these things will, will help you become a better archer just based off of how they're going to fly. So, um, but what I would say, I mean, my experience is, so last year I was shooting the 100 grains. And what I found with that was I, I honestly think they were, I was more accurate with the 100 grain helix broadhead than I was my very own field point. I know that sounds a little crazy, but that's just how it was flying for me. I mean, that thing was dead on. I didn't have to worry about a thing. So this year I've upgraded. I wanted to try the 125s, get a little bit of a wider cut, a little bit of a heavier head up front. And, and I'm, I am shooting a different bow, different setup. And I have had to tweak a little bit. I had to do some of the tuning, like you said, because there's just some different things. I mean, I had to, I had to change my arrow. That was one thing I didn't really consider right up front was I did have to change the spine of my arrow. So I went to the, one of the local archery shops here, picked up a new bag of arrows, slapped on these 125s, and I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hitting where I need to be. I've got my confidence in the shot again. Uh, but you, there's just some things that you just have to kind of, you might have to tune or you might have to tweak a little here and there. It just depends. Um, but I'm telling you, like you said, once you get these things on, once they're dialed in, you have a really dangerous little tool right there at the end of your arrow for this fall. Yep. And I will say I have five friends that have purchased Helix and they're all 125s. They're all shooting 125 single bevel. That's all you guys offer is a single bevel, right bevel. They they didn't have the issues I had, and I had an issue because my bow was a little out of tune. They hadn't had those issues. They literally slapped them on, took a knife, cut them out right out of the package right then, right in the yard, slapped them on, shooting darts right away. Um, so it's just all about, like you said, good point on the grip and, and your form. Your form has a lot to do with even just getting a bullet hole in, in paper. You know what I mean? When you're just yep. bear shaft tuning or just tuning your bow. Um, so don't, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say, have, have an open mind and don't like just point the fingers at the head, even if it's not a helix, like just don't point it at the broadhead. Cause that's to me and my experience, that's the easy way out. And I used to take that route. Hey, let's mm-hmm. just throw a, throw a, throw a, a rage on it or a, a, a mechanical and let, let's run it. No, um, I wouldn't do that. Take a little time and, and and think a little bit and and do some research. And and honestly, it's it's so easy. I mean, it's easy to take the easy route. I, and I would agree. I mean, the uh, a lot of mechanicals on the market today they are very accurate, and you don't have to do a whole lot of tuning. I mean, they're they they compensate because of how light they are and the cut that they can create. Um, but what we're what we're missing there is the devastation. We're looking at the penetration, the devastation. Uh, that you can get with something like a helix, you know, the single, uh, the single bevel, uh, it, it has more capability. If you just take that little bit more time to make sure that you have it. I mean, I've talked to plenty of people that have converted, I've converted over from shooting the field or shooting the the mechanical and trying this, uh, you know, this broadhead, this style of broadhead. And it's kind of like, there's a little bit of apprehension to it at first, but then once they start shooting it, they're like, holy cow, I can, I'm getting more penetration just even in my target than I was with the, you know, if I, if I tested, you know, one of these testers with the, uh, with the the mechanical and there's no knock on mechanicals. I'm not going to sit here and knock mechanicals, but I just want to tell you, it's real easy to take that easy route. But if you can put the time into getting this right, or if you, if you're lucky enough to just slap them on and they're right there for you, 
I, I, I honestly would tell you, and I think your listeners are going to be very thrilled with, with the results they get with this thing. Yeah. And if you guys, if you, if you've been living under a rock and, and don't know yeah. that I have a YouTube channel or anything like that, because it's, is kind of something new that I've been doing. If you guys want to see this broadhead, just from my experience last season in, in action, go to my YouTube channel. I'm going to preempt it again, go there and, and watch my Ohio hunt and my Illinois deer hunt from last year. Um, Ohio hunt's pretty crazy. I shoot this deer full frontal and the arrow, I shot a 470 grain arrow last year, which isn't a giant arrow by any means. Um, with 125 grain head, I shot him full frontal and the arrow went all the way through the deer. And when I got up to it, the arrow was sticking out in between the deer's rear legs, six inches. Um, and you know, and then the the Illinois buck, it was a 54-yard bomber. Um, and this just kind of goes back to what we're talking about. It's con- like a little bit of confidence builder also. Like um, I have confidence in these arrows, in uh, arrows, these broadheads in my setup um, up to that, that yardage. And you'll see in that video, like, uh, I mean, this deer was in the middle of a bean field that had no, I mean, he had no idea I was even living in this world you know, and, um, that arrow zips through him so fast that, uh, I thought I missed him because of the way he bounded off. And I want to get into that a little bit. We're, we're going to transition a little bit into, into the penetration and the blood trails, because this is something that Bryant, you and I talked about a little bit, just off record, you know, in passing, just cause you asked me last season, like how, how's the blood trails and everything like that. I'm going to tell you right now, and this is all from my experience. This I killed three deer with it last year. This is all my experience. I did not get if you're looking for a rage paint, you know, paint bucket blood trail, I did not get that. I'll be straight up honest with you. But what I did get was I got deer that were dying within fifty yards from impact. Now my Michigan deer went a little bit farther, but that was totally my fault. I, I hit that deer way back. Um and it took him a while to die, but at, with any broadhead, that's going to happen. That was totally my fault. That deer was, you know, I shot him in the intestines and the guts, and um, that was my fault. But the two deer that when you put shot placement where it needs to be, both these deer died within 50 yards. So the Illinois deer, this deer, I thought I missed him because the arrow blitzed through him so fast that he had no idea what happened. He ran out to like 54 yards and piled up right there. So the blood I was getting was good. It was good, but it wasn't your rage. Just throw a hatchet through them blood. Is that something that you and the guys, you know, Tim and and Jerry and, and everybody, Christine and everybody there, is that something that you guys are experiencing as well as like, what's your thoughts on it all? Yeah, man. I mean, to kind of, I kind of want to back just a little bit into this because the whole, your Illinois deer, when we were getting you, we were talking to you about using these heads uh, last season you know, it was kind of a thing that, you know, you had said, I hadn't had a pass through in forever. And, uh, and so we were excited about the opportunity to see if we, you know, here's a test, you know, you haven't had this, uh, you know, with, you know, whatever, you know, brand broadheads that you were using. And it was a test for us to try to get, you know, we wanted to get you a pass through this year, you know? And so on your Illinois buck, I mean, what we're looking at there, that was that pass through that we were talking about. It was the first one. I'll never forget the call from you. You're like, dude, this thing went right through it, burned it like through butter. This was the yardage. This was my poundage. Like I was pumped. So the Ohio hunt, 
is its own nasty, like it's its filthy, nasty, like this is devastation. Um, but I think if we looked at that Illinois hunt and the shot that you put on that thing and to still get a pass through an effective, you know, ethical harvest uh, was something that I was super proud about um, to go, you know, to go in with the heads there. But to kind of get on to what you talked about, about the blood. So, yes, you're not going to get, you know, crazy, crazy blood unless you, you know, you happen, like you said, to hit the very precise spot where you're like, it's just pumping blood. You got two holes and it's pumping blood both ways. Um, but what you're getting in place of that blood trail is like you said, you're getting devastation. You're getting far superior penetration. If you're lucky, it's blowing all the way through the animals. I'm always the guy that goes to the church that says the two holes are better than one. Uh, I, I just think that that's, you know, where we want to be, you know, trying to get that effective ethical kill. And while it's, you know, it's going to be quick, like you said, it happens fast. Those animals don't know what hit it and they're going down quickly. I mean, we, we go back to, you know, the thing that Jerry had said, we were just, when we were talking about, what do we talk about this broadhead? Like, what do we hang our hat on? And he said, man, I tell you right now, you can measure your recovery in seconds with these things. And we took that one. He was like, that's it. Like, that's our, that's what we have to go with. Um, you know, he went to Oklahoma and, and tested these thing out. We just kind of released some of the footage from the Oklahoma hunt that uh, him and a couple other people from the office had went out and did some hunts out there. And they, I mean, the animals don't last long. They just don't know what happened. Uh, and, and, and before they do realize what happened, they're down. And it's in a, you know, again, I like to go back to the ethical uh, and humane harvest. And I really think these Helix broadheads do, you know, they help with that. Yeah. And I will reiterate a little bit about like the blood I was getting wasn't bad blood. It wasn't like, oh, there's a pin needle there or, you oh, know. Oh yeah, you're still going to get great blood. Yeah. I mean, I had, you know, a flashlight or a, a light, whatever tracking, and, and I could still walk and see blood. Like it wasn't anything like bad. So you're still going to get good blood. It just if you're looking for that rage paint bucket, I didn't experience that yet. Not to say you can't get it, but something I will substitute to kind of go back to your, th- your, your, what you said about my pastures and everything. I remember you and Jerry looking at me when I said, I have not had two holes in a deer in almost seven years. And mm-hmm. Jerry's like, what? I, I mean, I killed a lot of deer. Don't get me wrong. Like I did. I, I had success, but I was wanting two holes. I was only mm-hmm. getting an entry hole. You know, I shoot 65 pounds, 28 inch draw. I'm not a big dude. Um, so I'm giving up a lot as far as the draw length and everything. And I don't need to shoot 70 pounds. So my whole thing was like, I kind of jumped on the heavy arrow arrow deal, but I'm also went to a 125. I've toyed, I've thought about going to a higher head, but I think I'm going to keep with the 125. And, um, I don't know, man. I'm getting two holes, all three deer last year, two holes, and it didn't matter where I shot them at. Um, that single bevel, and, and that's something we could talk about as well. I wrote down right here is rotation. Um, the single bevel, it's a right bevel. Jerry asked me, you know, in about 18 to 20 inches, however big the deer's chest cavity is, if how much of a rotation I was getting from entry to exit. And the best that I could see in my knowledge by putting the arrow back through kind of the hole when I was skinning them out and kind of seeing because of the single bevel is designed to keep turning. That's that's the that's the design behind a single bevel. I was getting anywhere from an eighth to a quarter inch of return of, of rotation, quarter, not quite a quarter inch, just a shy. 
uh, in, in about 18 to 20 inches, which I thought was crazy because to go back to what you said about wound channel and devastation, that thing keeps turning and your wound channel gets bigger and bigger. It's getting bigger. It is. Um, which in turn more blood, um, quicker blood trails or quicker, you know, recoveries and everything like that. And, uh, more penetration. That's what I love. Yep. Absolutely, man. And, and they're sharp. Like let's, I kind of want to, one thing I almost sometimes it's for me, I almost don't really remember or think about too much is these things are super sharp when we put them in, you know, when we pack them up and we send them out, like we, they come off the machines and we have some guys back there that just absolutely get it. And they make these things sharp. These are like, these are getting, you know, done by, you know, a human here that's, it's just sharpening these things and has been sharpening and sharpening these broadheads. Um, and so all my turkey hunt this past year, I got my first turkey. I did it with a bow. I did it with a helix head. This thing was so sharp. Like the, the turkey just dropped like immediately. And then when I walked up on it, you know, still have a little bit of flop going on. You walk up on it and you just realize what that broadhead just did to that turkey. Um, it was unbelievable. Like I, I, I don't, I think only, I've only showed a couple people of what the damage was on that turkey, but it was like, wow, I walked up on it. And if you watch that hunt, you know, there's a recap on that hunt on the helix. Uh, I think it's like the ABB channel and, you know, some other various channels. I had to put my hand over my mouth because I just couldn't believe what I had just seen as far as what it did to that turkey. I mean, it's devastating. But like you said, too, one of the key points with a, with a helix is when it hits, uh, it's still continuing to, to drive. I mean, that's kind of where it gets its name is the helix is that helical flight, that helical wound channel. Um, and it, if you look at it, the way that Tim describes it best for me is that if you look at a, you know, you take a board, just a piece of wood board, you take a nail, you drive it in, a nail goes straight in. That's what pretty much, I mean, most broadheads on the market, um, that, that's what they're going to do when they hit. They, they might be turning while they're in flight, but as soon as they hit their target, they've lost all their momentum and they just drive in like a nail. Where this single bevel comes in, and the helix particularly, as it hits, you're looking at a board, but you're looking at it as if you have a screw. You're taking that thing and it's going to drill into into that, you know, that animal. And it's going to create a lot of problems. Yeah. I couldn't agree more on that. And you, you headshot your Turkey though, right? With a bow. I did. Yeah. I, it did. Was, I, yeah. I, I put him, I took him to the jugular there. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. But, but anyway, yeah, I, I just can't, I mean, and I want to, I want to say too, like when you, when you reached out to me to shoot these heads, like I had no affiliation with you other than we're just friends literally that's that's it like you wanted me like i'd you know it's like i've been wanting to try to get a single bevel in and why not try these and you know and i put them through the paces and honestly i've probably got a customer for life to be honest with you <laughs> i mean with the experience that i've had out of them i just i can't say enough good things about them yeah and we appreciate that and you know kind of the cool thing was is you know i knew some of the hunts that you were going to have on your plate for the year and you know i think helix is more well known out west uh and and even in international markets like australia and new zealand are huge for these helix broadheads it's crazy um but what we were missing was that in my opinion one of the biggest markets out there is the whitetail market you know the midwest hunters the eastern hunters uh people chasing whitetails you know it's it's such a you know mechanical driven market that this takes us right back to that primordial primordial caveman days of like having a stick with an arrowhead on it and, you know, you're flinging this thing. I mean, it, it looks, you know, it's, it's, it's such a, 
you know, if you look at it, it doesn't look like much. I mean, it looks like it's, it's, it's cool little fighter jet design, but I'm telling you, man, it's the looks are deceiving with this thing. It doesn't have to have uh, a three inch, you know, curved winged blade with 90,000 gadgets moving around as it's driving through the animal. It's just a downright dirty single bevel, solid broadhead. I call it no sex, uh, straight work. <laughs> it's a workhorse, man. Absolutely. It's a workhorse. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the design. You, yeah. you, I feel like we've done this podcast before cause you're really rolling into like some good. I'm having cyclists. deja vu. I'm having deja vu, Aaron. What are we doing? Oh man. Um, but let's talk about the design, the shutter, the shutter, the fighter jet design. Like where did that come from when Tim was designing this and why? Well, I think the biggest things was to come up with a design that was going to be very aerodynamic. Um, and I mean, let's just face it. I mean, uh, you know, fighter jets are pretty aerodynamic. Um, but also what it's doing is, is that single bevel is, is he designed it to where the aerodynamics, it was going to create steerage from the front and then work with the veins in conjunction for overall stability. That's where, that's where it starts. Everything starts with how that arrow is going to fly, uh, how aerodynamic can it be? And then the other side of that is that single bevel and how it's designed is how, when it hits its target, what is it doing? And that's what we kind of talked about. It's going to continue to turn as it goes into the animal. Uh, and, and that's, that's really that where that design is coming from. It just, it, it made it basic, but, but effective. I got you. Yep. And I like the design too. It's very, like you said, aerodynamic. And as far as flight, I haven't had any issues with flight. I, you know, and I'm going to go back to a little bit with my arrows hitting to the left a little bit initially right out of the box. But still, even then, like, I haven't had any flyers. Like, I haven't had any arrows that are kicking or any, you know, these broadheads have not been loud through the air. You know, there's no vents in them or nothing like that. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, they're, they're, they're not like, I mean, they are sexy, but they're not sexy. You know what I mean? They're just, they're, it, you screw it on there and it works. It's going to work. Like, that's. They are quiet. I will give you that. I've tested them out to about 60 yards myself and they are very quiet. I've had shot some broadheads. Um, but you know, just, I'm a gear junkie like everybody else. And I've tested different things and, uh, just some other different broadheads I've tried. And you do get a little bit of a funny whistly sound. Sometimes these yep. things are just deadly quiet too, when they're coming off of the, coming off the string. For sure. Let's get into some, uh, social questions here. So I, I did go to social media and, and ask, uh, you know, if there was anybody that wanted to know anything about Helix and let's get him, uh, get into some social questions here. So do you guys have any plans to make a bleeder blade option? So like right now you guys have no bleeder blade options, only right bevel, single bevel. Um, any, any plans to do a bleeder blade? Any plans to do a bleeder blade? So that is a big question. I mean, we get quite, we get asked that one a lot. Uh, and I think it's absolutely safe to say at this point, we have been in development of bleeder blades. Uh, it's something we, we've heard, we've heard the outcry. Um, so we are, we definitely have uh, put some things together and I'm hoping that we're able to come, you know, be able to tell you more about that, you know, here the next couple months, wink, wink. Uh, but I do, yeah, we are, we are definitely looking into that bleeder blade. Nice. Okay. Um, the next one, if someone was on the fence about getting into, this is a, a question from me. Um, if someone was on the <laughs> fence about getting into a single bevel broadhead, what would you tell them? I'm going to have a little bit of uh, answer to this as well after you. So you do yours and I'll do mine. If somebody was looking at a single bevel broadhead, the, one of the biggest things I'm going to tell you is 
you know, open your mind a little bit. Like, I want to tell you, just open your mind just a little bit, because like I said, again, a lot of what is driven in the industry is that mechanical, uh, that mechanical broadhead, because it's so easy to just, you know, put those things on and just start shooting. Um, but how many times have we heard from a friend that has shot a mechanical broadhead and, and man, I, I lost a pretty good deer, you know, cause I did not get that penetration. I hit the shoulder or, you know, we've all been there. I mean, we've all been there with the mechanical, I think at some point or something didn't deploy and it just did not put a deadly shot on. I think that's one of the biggest things is just to open your mind a little bit and, and kind of let's stop overthinking things and kind of go back to the basics because this has worked for so long. It's such a tried and true design um, that I think what you're getting is you're, you're getting open to a whole new world of what a broadhead can be. Something as simple as, you know, like I said, as how it looks, it's simple in its design, but man, the effectiveness, yeah, I just don't think it can be B. I think if you're asking me about helix and coming to a single bevel, the one thing I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I, I think broadhead for broadhead, there is not a broadhead out here that gets as much penetration as this thing does. Yeah, I'm going to echo that a little bit as well. I was going to say kind of the same thing, open mind. Um, that's something I had, a, I had a closed mind before and, you know, and I don't know if it's cause I got a little more mature and just like, Hey, like really let's dive into this kind of thing. Um, it, open mind and, you know, I'm, but, I, but I fall into the gamut of like, I, I want a system that is bulletproof in the fact of like, screw it on and leave it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I never used to be that way, but I mm-hmm. feel like in my like getting older, I'm getting more and more that way. Like I don't want any, I don't want any chances of failure on anything. To be honest with you, um, and when I moved over to these and then shot my first deer with them, I'm like, okay, it's just all confidence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Have an open mind, like you said, to try them but then start building confidence in, in the yard as much as you can with, with tuning arrow flight, sharpening them. And then when you throw one through a, through an animal, <laughs> it's going to be game over. Like you're, if, as long as your shot placement's good, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's not all the arrow. It's a little bit of the chief as well. Um, yeah. As long as you're good with that, you know, just, just have, have faith, have confidence and this, this thing will, this thing will perform for you. Bingo. I, I agree. I, I think too, I think most everybody that picks up a bow anymore these days or has been doing it for a long time, they want to, they want to be skilled in shooting a bow. And I know this might sound a little silly, but I really think that when you go to this broadhead, it's making you a better archer because you're learning how, like we talked about the grip earlier. I mean, if you're not gripping your bow correctly, you're probably going to be throwing, you know, broadheads a little bit differently than you may with your field point. I mean, I really think that, that, you know, if you want to be a skilled archer, something like this Helix Broadheads is going to be another tool that helps you to do that. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Okay, a couple more. Um, Any signs of jumping into expandable broadheads? Um, never say never, but it's not something that's on our radar currently. Yep, gotcha. Okay. Um, ba 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 Shipping to Canada. Had somebody ask about shipping to Canada. Do you guys ship to Canada? We absolutely ship up to Canada. We have some great dealers up that way. Um, uh, I think up around like Alberta, Edmonton, Alberta, Calgary, um, 
We have a couple other dealers. I mean, we have a good list of dealers up in Canada, and we absolutely ship internationally. So uh, you can go to go to the Helix Broadheads there and and get you taken care of. If for some reason, well, I mean, websites can have some issues sometimes. It's a new website. Could be a little buggy sometimes, but uh, call us. We're going to get you taken care of, but we absolutely ship internationally. Yep, for sure. Um, next question I had is, what is your best seller right now? Like what head? Uh, I I think it's the 100 grains. I think that's the really cool thing is that uh, we are absolutely, we're selling a lot of 100 grains because I think more people are interested uh, and trying these out in the whitetail woods. Uh, if we, we talk about some of these bigger grains, I, those guys are guys and gals are using them out West. Um, but for me, I, I, I think it's 100 grains. Absolutely. And the 125s are, are interesting to some that they're, they're kind of bumping up from the 100 to 125. Um, so 100s definitely, but I mean, we have a grain for everybody. So, I mean, don't sleep on it just because I'm saying it's not the most popular right now. If you want to shoot a 175 grain broadhead or 200 grain broadhead for whatever setup you may have, you can give it a shot. I mean, that's, we have, every, we have a broadhead for everybody. Yeah. Let's get in. I don't know why we didn't do this. This is bad hosting for me, but let's get into the broadheads that you do offer. And then the aluminum to, is it, is it stainless ferrules that you have? Yeah. Yeah. So let's, we have let's an get aluminum. into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the, we offer in increments of 25, starting at a hundred. So we have a 100, 125 and a 150. Those are all a stainless blade, a solid blade, single bevel, right bevel design. Like we had talked about, um, those are all using an aluminum ferrule. Uh, and then if you look at them, the blades get a little bigger as you go up. So you get a little bit more cut, you know, as you go up the scale. And then once you start at the 175s, um, yeah, you start at the 175s, you get into the stainless, uh, the stainless ferrules. And then the 150, the blade size matches up with your 100 grain blade size. And then so on and so forth. The, one seven, or the 200 matches up with your 125. The 225 matches up with your, um, once, uh, I'm sorry, 150 blade. So, but you do get the benefit of the stainless steel for that added weight on the front end. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool, man. I, I don't really have much other than I, I can't wait to, to get these back on and for this, this season. Um, I've been shooting quite a bit in the yard, like I said, and I went to a heavier arrow setup this year. I'm at a 590 grain, um, right now that's total weight and dude still i mean up to 60 yards these things are just absolutely money so <laughs> i got nothing bad to say about them and uh, i know i'm going into this season with full confidence that uh, they're going to get the job done yeah that's i mean hey man that's the way that it's going is that heavier style arrow and that's what these are designed to steer that arrow into into just be like a little heat seeker missile so yeah. um it, it, they're definitely cool uh, one thing i kind of want to add on to our broadheads come in three per pack. Uh, you're going to get a cool little carry case that you can throw in your bag, your bow case, uh, that you can store them in. Um, and, and as of right now, we are only doing the right bevels. I know there's been a little bit more people interested in left bevels. As of right now, we are only doing those right uh, right bevels. I got gotcha. you. Very cool, man. Bryant, thank you for coming on a third time to do this. Nobody else will be able to hear the other two renditions. Um, but uh, the third time's a charm, man. I'm going to actually, when we get done with this, it's going to go right out of the recorder, into the computer, and getting published. <laughs> All right. I'm going to keep my phone on standby just in case we record this for that fourth time at like yeah. midnight tonight. We'll just do a bender. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yep. Dude, no, I got full faith. 
Hey, thanks, buddy. I appreciate you having me on. And I want to say thank you to everybody out there that's been listening to your show and checking out Helix. There's been a ton of, of people that have told us that your show has been the reason why they're checking out Helix. So I want to say thank you to everybody and say thank you as well, Aaron. I appreciate that. I'm going to echo that as well. And I actually do have a code. Can I can I throw a code out there right now? Throw the code, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to throw, throw a code. If you guys want to order some heads, um, if you don't win the giveaway and you want to order some heads still, use Fall H x 10 to save some money um get a sharpener get broad heads whatever heads you want try them out use the code and uh yeah you won't be you won't be sorry man dude we didn't even talk about the sharpener let's get that real quick i'm sorry yeah, let's do it you, you can totally resharpen these that's broad bad heads, hosting everybody. that's bad hosting. no it's not me. bad hosting this is the third time of doing this so i hope everybody's <laughs> getting a good chuckle right now like we should have oh, show notes gosh. and be like we're pros at this yeah but there is a, there are two sharpeners we have a field sharpener uh, if you're looking for more of a little bit of a bird edge on your broadhead, uh, or you can go with our HX Pro Sharpener Kit, which is this sweet little 3D printed design that we have uh, that it's perfectly set to match perfectly with that that Helix broadhead. Clamp it in. Uh, it's got everything you need to sharpen it, bring it back to life, and get a razor edge finish on that. So be sure to check out those sharpeners as well. It's just another way to keep that investment. Keep using those heads. And keep bringing them back to life and not have to keep you know throwing money at uh, different packs of heads. Heck yeah, man. There it is. You guys heard it from Bryant. So and don't forget, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now, and then here in a little bit, you're gonna hear me come on and say it again. But don't forget about the giveaway. Go to the fall YouTube channel and subscribe to the channel. Find the Helix Broadheads uh uh video on there, the giveaway, or not the giveaway. Wow. I'm, I'm just all over right now. The <laughs> Broadhead Review, I'm going to put a description to that video in the show notes and uh, go in there and comment on that video giveaway and then tell me what heads you want. Maybe even say anything. Maybe even just say, hey, I've had a great experience with these heads already. I'm shooting them. And you can still be valid for the giveaway. So do that. And then it's going to run from today to July 31st. I will pick a random winner on august 1st and we'll uh get a pack of heads out to you we'll get a sharpener and we will get a t-shirt out to you so yeah a long-winded way of saying that but <laughs> here it is yeah go go check it out enter the giveaway guys you are not you are not gonna be disappointed in these heads yep for sure all right brian thanks for coming on buddy greatly appreciate it thanks man have a great night you too all right there you have it thank you brian for coming on buddy Always good talking to him. I want to reiterate something real quick, though. This giveaway, the Helix Broadhead giveaway, you need to go to the Fall Podcast YouTube channel, find the video, the Helix Broadhead review video on there, subscribe to the channel if you haven't, and then comment on that video, comment giveaway, and then say what head you want to be entered. I'm going to pick a random winner uh, probably at the end of the month here, so around July 31st, more than likely. So go do that. Thank you guys for all the support and everything you do, all the downloads. Please go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, leave a written review, and uh, that is always appreciated. And I'll be right here next week on the Fall Podcast.